Okay, if Jill's ready. Uh, I'll read my little spiel. Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> I have a few housekeeping items for the Zoom meeting. Uh, this meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you are not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled. All the chats will go directly to me. Um, unless you're participating during the meeting, please turn your video off. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on the screen. You will still be able to hear the meeting. When you are participating, please turn your video on. If you have any trouble, please send me a chat. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. And please remember to state your name each time you speak for the benefit of those participating remotely. And I'll turn it back over to Daniel. Great, thank you, Abby. My name is Neil B. Smith. I'm the chair of the Cultural Arts Commission. It is Wednesday, March 8th at 7.35. And I would like to call this meeting to order with a roll call. Uh, beginning with Marlo. Present. And then Mary. Present. And then Dina. Present. Marciana. Present. Uh, oh, great, thank you. Uh, Rebecca. Not hearing Rebecca. Is, is Rebecca on, on Zoom? I don't know if you can see them. Um, go to the participants. Yeah, I don't think she is. All right, and then Jill. Present. And Tim. Present. All right, fantastic. Thank you all. We have a quorum. That is great. Um, so we can move on to approving our minutes, uh, beginning with the December minutes, which previously were amended, uh, and they, they have come back. They've returned, like, like things often do. And, uh, and, and so we are now moving to potentially moving to approve the amended minutes. Is there any discussion? I can speak to the, the amendment, too, if you guys have questions. Um, as I was watching back February's meeting, and also thank you so much for being flexible with me. Um, random COVID. <laughs> I hadn't had it in three years, and uh, it was my time. Um, yeah, I, I added a couple of sentences there to reflect what um, was needed to be amended, and they're just back in here for you guys. Should I make a motion to approve the amended minutes? That would be great. I would certainly appreciate that. All right. Uh, Jill has made a motion. Can I get a second? Second. Thank you, Tim. Um, I will go ahead and once again do a roll call vote. I'm starting with Marlo. Approved. And then Mary. Approved. And then Dina. Approved. And then Marciana. Approved. And then Jill. Approved. And Tim. Approved. And I will also approve. Uh, they have been approved unanimously, which then brings us to our next agenda item, which is approving the February minutes. Um, I will open the floor for discussion. I had a correction to Candy, the spelling of Candy Baker's name. It's C-A-N-D-I. Great, thank you. Noted. Um, I know there was also some discussion about the about the agenda for this evening and sort of what we had discussed at the previous meeting. I haven't reviewed the video from the last meeting, but my understanding from the conversation we had was that, and there obviously there was a little bit of emailing, so this might not be a surprise to staff, but we were interested in reviewing the eligibility mm -hmm. for the community arts grants, not reviewing the community arts grants, which is, you know, an important uh, difference. So I, I would ask that we amend the minutes to, to re just reflect that, that at this meeting in, a, in March, we are reviewing the eligibility of our applicants and that it won't be until March that we actually review that, that applicants after having scored them. So um, that, that, is, that is my, my amendment. I don't, um, and unless it's anybody else has uh, amendments they'd like to make, uh, I'm looking for a, a motion. 
I'm a, I make a motion to approve the minutes of the February meeting. I'll second. Uh, Dina Smith. Yes. Yeah, oh. Sorry, this is Dina. I'm sorry. Right, you're fine, Dina. Just just be clear. You're making a motion to approve the minutes with with the two with aforementioned the, amendments. With the aforementioned amendments. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Dina. I will once again do a roll call vote, starting with Marlo. Approve. And then Mary. Approve. And then Dina. Approve. And then Marciana. Approve. Jill. Approve. Tim. Approve. And I will also approve. Um, which gets us through the most exciting part of the agenda, which is the, the minutes, and gets us to public comment. Uh, I, I don't see anybody in the room here. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody on Zoom. My eyesight's not that good, so um, let me know if we have any, any guests. All right. Get her in here. Other than Rebecca joining us, I don't see others in here that would be for public comment. All right, with no public comment, I will officially welcome Rebecca. Thank you for, for joining us. We've got a full house now. That's great. Um, and we can move past the public comment on to new business, starting with uh, item A, which is budget review. So Abby, you wanna take it away? Yes, yeah, um, and something that, that happened in the last meeting is I had attached the an incorrect version of the, the budget ledger, which was so confusing, and I, I do apologize for that. Um, I took into account um, the discussed, uh, what you discussed last uh, meeting about um, allocating the 70,004 community arts grants um, and the doubled uh, Phoenix Awards uh, funds. And then um, I, I, I factored in here um, our 1750 um, uh, amounts for the artists for the ODSE and just kind of factored our budget in. And this is just a very much of an overview of of what this could look like and we can work off of this um hopefully you know every meeting we can touch base about this and see where we're at um but this is this is the the most up-to-date version um so i would be happy to take questions if, if anyone has any um questions or concerns about how this is laid out uh be happy to clear up any of that so we have seventy thousand for community arts grants yes okay and let me share my screen. I realize I haven't done that for Rebecca and Marciana. And the text is really small, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And Porter and I were chatting um, about Actually, this is incorrect now, too. I'm so sorry. That should be 20 instead of 23. Um, we were chatting about the outdoor downtown sculpture exhibition and how we hadn't, you know, to date added extra funds to that. Um, and the way that this is, is lined out with the 1750 um, per artist um, that allows us to have 10 on the docket. I know you guys went and scored them and had sort of eight choices. Um, so we do have a little bit of wiggle room if we do the eight, um, and we can continue to touch base on that. But just in case that's a question, um, I did a lot for 10, leaving about 2,500 for AutoCast. Anything else we might want to include in that? Great. Thank you. Uh, does anybody else have any questions or, or discussion around the, the budget as as shown?
All right, hearing none, um, thank you, Abby. I think that going forward, this is just a great thing just to keep us, you know, uh, keep us focused at the beginning of every meeting. Um, up next, we have uh, item B, which kind of feels like it should have been the very first thing we talked about. Uh, this is the, the reinstation of the Arts and Culture Director. Obviously, Porter is here at the table, and his name has been in the newspaper and all of that. So uh, I don't know, Abby or, or Porter, I don't know which one of you wants to, to cover the reinstation. But, uh, <laughs> I've never been stated before. <laughs> <laughs> reinstated. I mean, I'm just, I'm just reading off the, the paper. <laughs> no. so, uh, right, I'm making up words. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm back. Yay! Yay. I'm glad you're happy. Um, it's interesting how, you know, it's funny because I was thinking back on when I was leaving in July and August, I believe, and I was excited about the future, not realizing I'd be part of the future. <laughs> But part of what's happened that I think you all are aware of is that the Parks and Recreation is now taking over unmistakable identity as part of the strategic plan, which is a good thing. Um, and with that, they're doing a comprehensive plan, which is also a good thing, to fully integrate arts and culture. So I was like, boy, this is just ripe timing. And the city manager, when Diane Stoddard left, there's some reorganization happening. And as we started talking about things like would you like to be, go back to arts and culture? And I was like, boy, this is a perfect time to ironically, some of you will appreciate this, sort of do what I was hired to do in 2015. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I am assistant director of parks and recreation, arts and culture. I'm not the director of arts and culture, just for clarity, titles matter, but basically positioned in a really good way um, to make that happen. So I'm really happy to be back. Um, it was a nice little break, honestly, but I'm also happy to be in this meeting and not in last night's meeting anymore. Um, so I won't be doing the city commission meetings anymore. So that'll be kind of a relief too and focus on an area that I'm more comfortable and familiar with and excited about. I think the future is bright. Um, so happy to be back. Thank you for welcoming. I appreciate it. Can you get us more money? <laughs> I, think, I think we can have those conversations. <laughs> I think, well, I will add, you know, as I'm thinking about, and I've spoken with the, there's an arts consultant now built into the Confluence team. Um, and her name is Amanda Golden. Um, she has direct experience with civic arts and culture um, administration. And so I think she's going to be a real asset in helping with some earnest community engagement to really talk about, you know, what do we want to be as a community when we grow up in arts and culture? So it isn't about what's happening now as much as what do we want to see happening in the future. And you guys are in, you know, all position and obviously others in our community and we've been working with other stakeholders um, to really think about, yeah, what does that look like? Do we want to continue the current uh, programs and policies we have? Do we want to look at those and bolster them, change them, that kind of thing. So um, I think, you know, we've been doing this a long time in a really great way, but we're also kind of stuck in some legacies here. And are those the best legacies to move us forward? So, yeah, good. We've got some stuff. ideas. Yeah, <laughs> good. That's great. And I have some thoughts, too, on um, looking at various things through the um, Americans for the Arts stuff that I've shown you before that I think has some good resources. So we're going to have some fun. Yay. Mrs. Morello, I will just say that the only positive of you taking a little breather is we realized how much we need you. <laughs> we really want to thank the commission, the city commission, and the city manager for recognizing the importance of such a expertise in the arts, and that position is vitally important. 
for strategy, for national awareness of trends in the arts. You cannot put a price tag on that. So, so grateful. That Thank you're back. you. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I'll send. Yes, you're here. Uh, Daniel B. Smith, um, just uh, for the sake of, of uh, how things are going to work going forward, uh, Porter, you will be our liaison, and that's going to start. Is that starting next month? Actually, I'm gonna. We haven't actually had. I'm I'm a little schizophrenic, so bear with me. This is my first week, and I've been transitioning out of here and over to there, and still doing public information officer stuff. So it's been a little confusing. So we haven't had an earnest chance to talk. But my hope, honestly, is that Abby can stay on, and we'll be sort of co liaisons, if that's amenable to you guys. Because I, I want, you know, she's done a great job. I want her to continue, and then we can tag team things. So if there's, you know, a situation where I can't be here. Or she can't be here. We can both cover that and stay contiguous with what's happening if that's okay with everybody. So that's my thinking at this point. Subject to change depending on how things play out. Great. Well, uh, I asked you that primarily because my first, my first heard that you were going to be coming back to us. My one concern that I had was that we would then be losing Abby, and so best of both worlds, we, we get both of both of you. So just want to make that clear, and I appreciate. I'm I'm also. Very excited that you're back and, and appreciate both of your continued service. Thanks. Um, unless there's other accolades that, that want to be shared, um, we can move on to new business item C, which is clarification of meeting with Tony. And yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, this is another another thing that came out of last uh, month's meeting that I wasn't able to directly speak to, and so I just wanted to let you all know that I did go ahead and meet with Tony um, the the next day after our December meeting, which would have been the 15th, um, and I'm so sorry that I didn't uh, communicate that more clearly. Um, I did go ahead and congratulate her, and although we weren't able to get a photo, um, I, I actually did get a photo of her just because I didn't want to miss the opportunity um, to get a photo of her with her um, art installation. Uh, up at Wheatfields, and I was just there um, yesterday for lunch. And they, even I, though it's I think over, they still have some of her lovely stuff on the wall. Mm -hmm. So it's still totally possible um, for us to to get a photo with her. So you and I can uh, chat about that if you're if you're still interested in uh, doing a little lunch date. Sure, I am uh, personally more than happy to, to meet up with Tony and mm -hmm. do a handshake and a photo op, whatever. I also think that you know. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to meet with her, and if if we don't end up doing a handshake and and, and a conversation, that's also fine. So it was yeah, it was just it was mostly you know she was around and um, it, it just worked out, and I didn't want to you know, postpone with her because I wanted to feel um, feel the honor of the the position, and and so it was just quick. I bought her lunch, and and that was that. Uh, but I thought it was it was neat, and she's really really wonderful. So I'm glad I got a chance nice photo. to. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought so too. It was sort of, it was a busy day, of course, right? You're trying to get a photo. And uh, it was so, like weirdly in the hallway and she's kind of standing uh, over like a weird box on the wall, but it turned out really nice. <laughs> so um, we have, a, I have a couple more photos, but that is the cutest one. Um, and we can uh, use that for our press release. I got permission from her that way. And I'm not sure if we have a release I'm supposed to use um, for using her photo. Um, Oh, in this case, yeah. Since she's working with us, you don't have to worry about a photo release or anything. You're fine. Okay. Yeah, I had that thought after the fact where I was like, man, I got to check into this. But uh, yeah, so we have that uh, available to us when we do a press release, um, and I just wanted to clear that up. And happy to take questions if there are any. 
This is Dina Amant. Thanks for that report on this. Um, and just a, a question about uh, so when so when will a press release go out? That. We can definitely revisit this. I um, initially wanted to do it uh, soon after, um, and just with a, I think a lot of the transition of figuring out what streams I'm allowed to use in Parks and Rec. I know um, I would love to be able to just do it on on our channels, but it's sort of weird. Um, and there's conversation I had with with Maureen and, and City Hall, and she said to hold off um, until we had a, photos of the physical awards um, and do one blast then. So that was feedback that I got uh, from her, and I realized I did not communicate that back to you guys uh, in a timely manner, so. Uh, apologies for that. Um, I have but, a question. Sure. So, and forgive me, I just am catching up. Yeah. So you've selected the artist mm -hmm. who will be making the awards, and then, is the Phoenix, when is the Phoenix Award ceremony going to be? October 15th. So you're doing both in the same year because of the budget? <clears throat> you're, I mean, the artist is making the awards this year. She was selected in the fall. Okay, so you stuck to the on again, off again. Okay, that's what I was trying to understand. So she was selected, but she'll be making them this year, but then you're gonna have an award ceremony in October. Cool, okay, yep. okay. So this is Dina. Would, would it not be appropriate to just do one press release like as soon as reasonably possible to announce that, um, that Tony is the, um, has you know, been selected to create the awards and then you know, way in the future in October when the awards are, are given out, we could do another press release at that time. I can certainly ask City Hall. Um, Historically, we what we've done is, um, you know, she's now announced through this. So it's it. My my knee jerk is from a marketing perspective to have like Maureen saying more information. Um, and so one thing is we could talk about releasing it, so to speak, to the the art list, arts and culture list, because mm -hmm. that's the group of people that be most interested. Um, so let me think this through a little bit. What's what's the intent? Do you know Smith? Oh, sorry, you can go ahead. Um, well, I was thinking maybe two things. One, just to announce that she's been selected, and then also to um, raise awareness of the, uh, of the awards, so just in general, so people can start applying. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think having that awareness I don't think people know it's back, and so no. having that announced yeah. would be lovely. Mm -hmm. Not to jump ahead on the agenda, but to, to try and encourage people to, uh, uh, I mean, Old Business C is Phoenix Awards are now accepting nominations. So, so I, that's I, what I was getting I think to. That it's is more than just announcing the artist, yeah. but it's actually announcing the award ceremony and the nomination. Yeah, I think is that. The no, are the nominations open currently? Yes, currently. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Let me, you and I can work on this and figure out the best way to do this. And um, I think it would be appropriate to have an, a city release for this. Yeah, excellent. So we'll figure that out. Okay, thank you. I just didn't have that background. I apologize. I wasn't okay. caught up this, on all this. This is Mary. So if we, if we do it the way we did the last time, we would need some sort of graphic or picture of her work or whatever by about beginning of August right so that we can generate postcards and right is she working 
now? Do we have an estimate of when she can produce? I, we haven't um, looked over the contract. That's something um, that I'm hoping to have on the agenda for April, um, and we can finalize that contract. There's just a few minor edits, and I'm not sure. It, I, I'm assuming all of these things need approval from the commission to then go to the public. Uh, but we had we had discussed. Um, the number of awards changing from like six to twelve, um, and also I, I need to update a couple of t um, the dates in there as well, um, and and our doubled funding for this. Um, yeah, she doesn't have the contract yet. Okay. Yeah. All right, we can work on this. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I agree, Mary. We'll get because it was nice with Walt and um, was uh, Ken Webster. Was the award what? When Walt the the mm -hmm. they made those awards. At, Walt and Kim. Yes. It was Kim. Kim Webster. Okay. And Sorry, Walt, I couldn't remember the Walt name. Hall. They just were beautiful, yeah. and it really yeah. shines yeah. because Walt made the the frame, the frame metal. Yeah. And then Kim made the glass. Glass. Yeah, they're beautiful. But if we can have, we don't have to have all of them. But if we could just have a right. couple, right, by midsummer that could be photographed well right. and then we can use them because it worked really well I thought last year yeah to really recognize people with the postcard yeah mm -hmm. cool okay yeah we'll make it happen <clears throat> all right great well uh, that takes us to the end of new business and uh, on to old business um, starting with uh, item A, which is the community arts grants uh, applicants review. Um, and so at this point, as I mentioned earlier in, in the amendment to the minutes, really uh, at this point in the process, um, we're, we're looking to just discuss the eligibility of the applicants. Um, uh, the subcommittee met and, and discussed the applicants and looked over um, trying to see if there was anything that stuck out, jumped out to us as potential questions around eligibility. Um, and there was really only one of them that we had sort of um, some questions about. Um, and so we would like to, to ask staff if they could um, either follow up or clarify some, some details surrounding the applicant's uh, residence or if they, are, if they are local to Lawrence, which is one of the requirements that individuals, organizations applying have to be Lawrence-based. Um, and then also uh, ask about some specifics about about um, where that specific project would be would be happening and whether they have a, a letter of support from uh, one of the partners listed. The eligibility requirement was that there was an individual arts organization that resided in Lawrence. And so when we were looking at the grants, there's no part that's visible to us where there's an address. Mm -hmm. So that could be something to address for next year is, I don't know if they have to submit an address and we just don't see it on our end, but if there's a way to visibly have proof of residency, that would be lovely. I believe you, I'm just double checking. <laughs> so we see rental fees, yep. So I remember there being questions in in this uh, form, um, and I have I, I, this is everything that I have. Um, 
I'm just taking a moment to go through. Yeah, sure enough. It, I guess it's not a required question. Um, that is something that I can double check on the back end to make sure we have the addresses. Uh, yeah. I was just going to ask about the other one that had the um, way high ask. Mm -hmm. So one of them, you know, I think our limit is what fifteen thousand, and one of them has asked, you know, thirty or thirty-one thousand dollars. Um, so I don't know if, you know, I don't know if that's an eligibility issue per se, but it did raise, you know, if you're going to be looking at this online form, if there's a way that we could make that form, you know, kick out an application if they ask more than the limit. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, you don't want to waste anybody's time. Right. I mean, I realize it's pretty clear in the instructions, but... Yeah, it's only logical, right, to, to put a cap on that. This this form, just for context, isn't something that I created. I just, you know, asked You're our Jesus. web administrator to open it. Yeah. Um, but I, I can meet with him absolutely, and, and uh, we can make adjustments to it uh, for easier use and also um, absolutely making that address question uh, that you have to give us your address. We'll have to look. So just because it's not showing up on the form, so the form is being created by the database mm -hmm. within WordPress that we ask a bunch of questions. And I think this is a form I created years ago. So we can go back in. I can't do it right now, unfortunately, but we can go back and double check on that. And ironically, I don't think we've ever put a cap on it and we never needed it. Um, so <laughs> kind of like, you know, honor system, but we could certainly do yeah, that. Yeah, we have. No, no, we've had a cap, but we haven't put the it into form. the It's not automated in the form. Oh, you automated. haven't anybody ask for over the... Right, that's my point. Yeah. Is that nobody's, yeah. It seems pretty... Well, wouldn't you just kick it back to the maximum amount? I mean... The question we had on that one, was it wasn't apparent that they had a cost share, so they didn't put a matching amount into uh -huh. the request. And so that was our question. Like, how do we evaluate that? Like, can they do the event with half the amount? If, Mm. You know, yeah, how to attribute the budget to that. Just or perhaps they might um, not have filled it out properly, and maybe they do have a match, but they didn't right. know how that, to that. That was my first right. question. Is yeah. there some error in accounting yeah. here that we just need to understand? So yeah. Go back and look at that. So, yeah, it feels like a follow-up, you know, before yeah. we consider all the applications that we kind of know, hone in on that one. Right. <clears throat> Um, in, in response to a question that was brought up in the February meeting, if we did in fact reach 100,000 and we are well above that, <laughs> our, our total ask is, is twice. Um, and I think the, the thing that was contingent upon that was the, the allocation of the 70,000, so we're well in the clear. <laughs> so for the, we only have 70,000 and we have 202,000 in asks. Yes, indeed. That's about right. Sounds like TGT. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All over again. Typical grant. Yeah. It was interesting with this, as an applicant applying for this one, close to the TGT, because I think we usually don't apply for them both close mm -hmm. to the same time. Mm -hmm. And this form was so different than the TGT form. So my thought was, is there a way that those city systems can be similar? Because this one, I'd like to have the budget. You put in the numbers, and it would, you know, show you your calculations. I found that very effective. What was less effective 
with this one was that I didn't receive any confirmation that the grant went through. You know, mm. you don't get an immediate email like the GGT, you get an email, you know, it came from Roger and it said, thank you for submitting, we'll be in touch with you shortly. And then Roger had replied back like three weeks later with the timeline for the grant review process and that was really helpful. So my concern is that we have these applicants that have uh, applied in December and have right. heard nothing. And so maybe some of them are cool enough to t tune into our YouTube channel or check out our minutes, but some may not. So I think having some kind of communication with these folks would be a great idea. Mm -hmm. DLB Smith, uh, yeah, I think both you and I have, have commented uh, that, that we've had direct correspondence with folks who have applied that, that we know. So I think it, it would make sense to, to shoot off communication. I mean, in the future, obviously, maybe automate the process. Um, but but for, for now, I think sending an update would be would be uh, nice. And as far as the forums are concerned, um, and I will I will mention the committee committee at some point in, in the agenda. But you know the conversations that we're having as part of the the uh, um, the committee committee. I'm never going to remember the name. Uh, some of the conversations we're having, a lot of a lot of them are really about trying to standardize some of these things across different different boards and departments, and I could definitely see uh, as a goal having the TGT application process and the community arts grant application process, trying to make sure both those are A, robust and have all the things they need, but then also trying to make them, make them similar, especially since, I mean, uh, as we're seeing, like there's a number of folks who are applying, who are applying to both, so I think it's going to save them time and trouble if, if we can, can make some of those things a little bit, a little bit more standard. Um, but for now, I, I think um, the subcommittee's recommendation is to verify the eligibility, specifically um, on one of them where it was unclear as to whether or not they, they are local, and then potentially follow up with the individuals who requested far more and make sure, see if that is how much they need to have it happen, whether there's a match, some of those things. But other than that, I think you know all, all of them seem like they should be eligible for the community arts grant, um, which would mean that between this meeting and our, our next meeting, um, it would be the task of this body to look over the applications and score them within the rubric that's been sent out. Um, my apologies if anybody thought that they needed to score all of them before this meeting with some slight miscommunication that happened. But I think unless anybody has anything else they want to say about the eligibility of these as, as reviewed by the subcommittee, I think we could move on to discuss going forward, um, mm -hmm. other than checking on a couple of those, those details, um, the fact that the rest, all of us are going to need to bust out our rubrics and spend a little bit of time um, trying, trying to, to rate these applications. Um, I know there was a question of when that would happen. Um, our, our assumption now is that it would happen at the April uh, you know, regular meeting. Um, I know that there was potentially some interest in, in looking at the possibility of doing a, a special meeting. Um, so. I would love to do a special meeting, just for the fact that these applicants applied back in this December of 2022, and so I know just looking over the events and things were happening, they were in progress, and so I think, you know, with the lack of communication to the applicants, moving expediently would be wise. So if there, the date, if that's amenable to everyone, and we could look at some dates tonight, that would be lovely. 
Yeah, B. Smith, I certainly have no objections to doing a special meeting if everyone can can make it work. Obviously, it's a little bit a little bit more effort from a, a scheduling standpoint, but it would it would prevent the, the April meeting from being incredibly long. Um, considering there'll, there'll probably be at least a couple other things we need we need to address during that meeting. So. Um, the nice thing about that is someone could attend so if they were a grant applicant and wanted to hear the review, they could come. They didn't have to come to one of our general meetings as well. I'm open. It depends on what it is. Yeah. Would like a Wednesday evening work? And I have this incredibly tiny calendar up here. Um, if it's helpful for people, our, our next meeting is on the 12th of April, um, which means we have one, two, three. Four Wednesdays. Actually, midpoint would be the 22nd. Mm -hmm. How does everybody look on the 22nd? And next week is spring break for right. anybody who that yeah, may be affecting. That. Well, I'm also thinking because who's scoring? The committee? Everybody. Oh, everybody. Okay. Yeah, That's what I thought. So, yeah, just make sure everybody has time to go in and review everything. Too. I think two weeks is a nice baseline <laughs> for a grant review. So, that could put us at the 22nd. DMB Smith, I, I certainly have no problems meeting on Wednesday, the 22nd. Um, could, uh, and and I, I think that for me, I think two weeks is enough time to do the scoring um, unless anybody has any problems with that. And then also um, because this would be a public meeting, mm -hmm. I, obviously we need to look into availability of rooms, this room. I know there's a few others. So curious if anybody, Marciana, Rebecca, if if uh, if you're, you're aware if you'd be able to make Wednesday the 22nd work I mean we could just do it at 7 30 and have it be like a you know same time same place sort of sort of thing if, that, if that's simplest yeah and I can check on that um tomorrow and you know get an email out to you guys pretty expeditiously yeah if I can get the email tomorrow to get started on the review that shouldn't be a problem okay so to be clear our job is to review all of them and then score them and then we bring them all together and show our scores. That I part? think typically we email them to Porter prior to the okay. meeting. And so he will assemble them on okay. the matrix. And then he usually has a great spreadsheet with all of our scores. Okay. And he accounts for like Mary and I both have conflicts of interest. So there will be some grants that we do not review. And so usually you have some kind of way of accountability for that. As well. Right. Yeah. So yeah, send um, once you finish your score sheet, send it to me and Abby. We'll tally everything and put it together and calculate for um, conflict of interest for the appropriate ones and then give you a good spreadsheet like the TGT spreadsheet. Okay, I was going to say, I feel like I've done this before. Yeah. But I just wanted to make sure I knew what I was doing. Is there a date we should target to send those? If the if we do look at the 22nd, do you need those the 20, 20th? One little snag here. I may not be available on the 22nd, but I don't know that that should be. I think you guys can yeah, manage. Yeah, it's necessary. Yeah, are you available? Necessary. Yeah, unfortunately, it's one of those I blocked out two nights because of potential parent-teacher conference, and I don't know when it's going to be. So I'm hoping, let's do this. Why don't we? Uh, are you available the 29th or 29th? 29th. Because that, that could give it a little more time for us to review on our own just 29th is open if that works for you guys that might give everybody a little more time and give me a little more time too because i'll be out for spring break so Same. if you guys are amenable that would be great 
can I zoom in? I will be driving. My husband will be driving at that time, but I'll be, I can zoom in on the dashboard. Yeah. Come in for you. And if we've got your scoring. Right. First and foremost, getting everybody's scoring. And then as long as you have a quorum, you can deliberate if everybody's comfortable with that. And if you have specific thoughts about things, email those to Daniel uh, or I, and we can make sure that your voice is included um, as well as your scoring. And and just because, um, you know, I said same time, same place, we could, it wouldn't have to necessarily be 730. And I don't think, I mean, I'm not sure how long it's going to take, but it's not a full meeting. I think mm -hmm. there's potential that it could be shorter, shorter than a. Yeah, they can probably so. block 90 minutes and see if it happens shorter than that. Um, the other thing is to check, which I'm going to do right now. Does that work for Marcella and uh, Rebecca? Oh yeah. Yeah, just to make sure we have a quorum because I will be on the road. So hopefully, if I'm not. Would, would the 23rd be better for you? Or I can do the 23rd. The Thursday. Have to be Wednesday. I can do. I can do the twenty ninth. This is Rebecca, and I could do the twenty ninth as well. What about the twenty third? I can make it work. What I could do. Honestly, the 29th, just because I don't know. If it's one of those squirrely things with a school so schedule. Yeah. I could probably make it work, but I'm I'm reluctant to commit tonight in case something went awry. I will say, too, this room is booked on the 23rd, but it is not booked on the 29th. Not that we have to meet in here, necessarily. We can um, do some tech magic and still meet somewhere else. We could actually make it to Parks and Rec. I was going to say, that's the next best option. So, yeah. So, don't. Sorry, that's just more information. It sounds like there's enough for a quorum for the 29th. Yeah. And if mm -hmm. my reception goes mm -hmm. out, you all will be fine. Three, two on there. Do you not, you're not available on the 29th? We could probably join late. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there's, there's six if we don't count either of you two, but you're probably will be there. So I'll probably, yeah, I'll be driving yeah. to Knoxville at the time. He will be driving. Yeah, will be driving. I won't be driving and zooming now. Because <laughs> that's my last week, so I don't oh. know what's. Well, we can have a cocktail. But the party is the 25th, so that's. Depends on how hungover we all are. <laughs> Would it make a difference if it were earlier in the evening? If it were a six or a five? No. No. Okay. I'll just try and make it. Okay, we can definitely shoot for here. I'll, I'll book here with Melody um, tomorrow. Um, and at what time are we? 7.30 to 7.30 work for you guys. Mm -hmm. Same time, same Could place. you do it earlier? Mm -hmm. Or does that mess people up? Dina, is it available earlier? Okay, then let's stick. That's fine. Hold it for me. No, no, no. That's okay. If everybody's okay, so. if everybody's okay with seven thirty, then and like you said, it probably won't take too long. <laughs> Rebecca and Marciana, how do you feel about seven thirty on the 29th? This is Rebecca, and that works for me. Uh, this is Marciana, and I can try to make that work. No. 
Thank you, Marciana. All right. Um, the, I will send a reminder email about that and just confirming all the details and get the, getting that set up for you guys. Um, and I'll make sure, uh, Rebecca, that you receive that email with the, the scoring matrix and the link to all the different applications. And I can resend that all to you guys, too. What is quorum? No, it doesn't sound like it. Do we have to have a quorum to make this happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, B. Smith. Yeah, we will need a quorum. A quorum is five, which is why, which is why all of the yeah. subcommittees ma max out of four. Yeah. And then possibly Marla five. Yeah, we'll have five. Possibly six. I mean, this is Dina. Would it be a quorum if I were to join late? Or we still if if you yeah. joined late, yeah, we could still we could still vote on it. Okay, until yeah. the end. Okay, and then Dina again, one more question. So if it's it's on the 29th at 7:30, and then um, uh, Abby and Porter, you would want our um, our scoring by the Monday before that, probably the 27th. We had yeah. we had it the twentieth and twentieth and twenty second, so probably the twenty now the twenty seventh to get to get your scoring. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that would be good. Or sooner. Or sooner, <laughs> sure. Um, it, yeah, because that gives us time. But no, the twenty seventh should be okay. That give us enough time to get it all. Yeah. We just have to get it into one form. Mm -hmm. I'd recommend sending a reminder email just to get it Please. on everyone's radar a few days before the 27th. I'm putting mine in for the 24th. Two days. Can I ask another question? <laughs> you may. Um, so, you know the eligibility criteria that we evaluated? Is this committee in charge of those? Like, if we ever had a situation develop where we wanted to tweak those? Yeah. Or we're in charge of that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. B. Smith, um, hearing no more discussion, I think that we can aim to meet 7.30 on the 29th and have our scoring rubrics off to staff by the 27th, if not sooner. Um, and I think that all sounds great. Um, potentially, we'll, we'll also see an update. We, we, would, we would request, yeah. kindly request the staff send an update to the applicants um, in uh, the coming day or two to let them know where things are at um, so they can stop sending me emails. Um, oh, and they can attend. The yeah, and they can, yeah. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, hearing no discussion, I think we can move on to item B of old business, which is the Outdoor Sculpture Exhibition Application Review. Um, so this is another situation where the subcommittee met and uh, looked over the applicants, made some sure. recommendations uh, to staff, and I, I think the staff had now have had, had a chance to look over those as well. We heard that the number might be 10 for, for the, the sculptures in the exhibition. Um, so Porter or Abby, do you, do you have any additional staff updates you wanna, wanna include as far as? Just as for the budget, um, I budgeted that you can, there's enough in there for uh, at least 10. Uh, there's some wiggle room with, uh, you know, what, what we need allotted for other, you know, printing and for AutoCast and anything else that we want to include in that. Um, but with, yeah, you don't have to have 10, but you can if you want to. So to recap, you all, you prioritize the applicants or the uh, submitters 
and then you selected eight, the top eight, who scored highest from that process, which I think is, I went back and reviewed all those, and I have a couple of questions for a couple of artists, but nothing deal-breaking. I just want to make sure, if, you know, that their work is actually um, appropriate, and it's always funny how Sometimes work is fine for the public realm, but it can cause problems that would be unexpected. So I need to run it through park staff too, just to make sure we're all okay. Because um, we live in a college town, and sometimes college students do interesting things, especially after a few beers on a Saturday night. So I have to think it's a about a polite that. way of putting it. <laughs> um, the only thing, and Daniel and I met, and I really appreciated talking to Daniel. In keeping with, so you have eight. The only thought I had, and this would be open for discussion, I think, is that in keeping with the spirit of what I've been trying to do with the Outdoor Downtown Sculpture Exhibition and expanding into new genre kind of opportunities and not just sculpture, um, I saw that Alicia Kelly did a nice um, inflatable thing, and I understand why you all scored it fairly low, because um, it doesn't fit the standard, let's put it out on a street, obviously, because it wouldn't last but a few moments. Um, but I wondered if there was another opportunity, perhaps, because she was doing something unique and different, even doing an interior, and maybe it could move around. You know, maybe it spends a week in the library, it goes to the art center. So coming up with something like that is a possibility. And then with Richard Renner, I thought it was kind of clever and interesting and fitting with our sustainability commitment with the city's um, strategic plan, you know, to play with this thing and do it on a scheduled basis. So I, those were two that kind of stood out as, possibilities and that's why I checked the budget um, to see so I think you could do eight you could do nine or you could do ten so I decided to throw that in for some discussion and thoughts this is Dina I have a question um, so uh, can you share who the what the ten artwork or eight artworks are at this point you yeah. have some questions on some but if they're not being selected it's a non Sure, yeah. I, I thought, um, do you have, Porter, I know you and I looked over the, the list and sort of the the, the, the order they're, they're ranked in. Do, do you have that easy to, to bring up? I did up a and cheat sheet um, here. I'm not sure if I could share this. If you have email, you can shoot it over to me. And I have Daniel's, the list that you emailed him, I can pull that up as well, too. So the list that I emailed is a, a pretty unimpressive little text list it doesn't have the the, the corresponding pictures which would maybe ma make it easier yeah. but yeah if, if you want to you can you can uh, share that you could even um, you can bring that up uh, you could also maybe oh wait hang on Abby I might be able to let's see what happens I was gonna say can you screencast or do fancy technology <laughs> See if you can pull that up. This is my cheat sheet on my iPad, so it's not very slick, but it has everything you guys were asking about. Did you send it to me? I just emailed it to you. All right. <laughs> it's I, I, kind of big. Oh, it may not get through because it's. Or maybe you have. Maybe. It looks like you have the website up there. Yes. Maybe we could just. Uh, you could just say which ones they are, mm -hmm. perhaps. Yeah. Uh, I know this is kind of small for you guys, and they're in the back. Uh, 
that work for you? You want me to bring your list up and then we can cross-check them? If you want to here, if you want me to read them off. Oh, yeah, yeah that seems yeah. like yeah. yeah, that's fine. So the highest score was David Vertasnik, mm -hmm. um, which is this piece. I love this one. Mm -hmm. I, I did have a safety, you know, just curious of the safety factor. I, with, so I in my mind too, I start curating. I just realized that. I'm sorry. Here, let's try this. Oh, sorry. So one thing I know is that there's less um, debauchery, not much less, but less <laughs> Theater Lawrence. <laughs> Except on the 25th. Yeah, so which day? <laughs> so I thought maybe this would be a little wow. safer there because I'd hate to see it. I'm sure it's well constructed and I do want to check with the artist just to make sure. But How, how big is it? Um, 120 inches tall. By 75 by 67. So it's what 10 feet tall? Yeah, it's big. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. it's way bigger than it than it looks in the picture. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Go in that same space outside that we had the. That's what I was thinking. And don't quote. You know, this yeah. is uh, there's always a process. And honestly, it's amazing how the artworks kind of find where they want to be. Right. It but really that, does. That would be a good. But yeah, I thought that would be kind of a fun piece back there, and it just it's nice for that little niche that yeah. you guys have right there. That's cool. So that could be something that we could do. Because it's also very climbable, so twofold. One, I don't want the artwork to get damaged. Two, I don't want any humans to get damaged. Mm. We want a national Is that the right order? Somebody might climb. <laughs> I said one, he didn't want the artwork to get damaged, and two, he didn't want any humans to get damaged. And I just Porter, do you want to you want to keep reading down the list, and we can? Okay, so if you go back, the next one was V. S. Willits. Oh yeah, love it. And, and this artist submitted multiple yeah. pieces, and I and I think it was this this first one was the one that we yeah we were most drawn, most drawn to. Right, that's what I had. Is he responsible for the? Um, there was like an archway going into. Isn't there an archway going he's into done, the South Park? He's done works yeah. before, that and that same? wooden archway it may yeah. have been it may have been him. Yeah, that was there that was for. Very reminiscent years. of that. Yeah. yeah, just a very cool piece. Mm -hmm. Very beautiful. Do you want to do you want to keep moving down the list? Yeah. Just now we've got a we've got a bunch. And then Jacob B. Jacob Bermud, um, up there. Oh, it's like his. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is a nice one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Definitely climbable. Oh, that's big. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, that one's a little challenging in the sense that it's a large, you know, scale, so we can't put it on mass because it would block mm -hmm. the sidewalk. There may be a spot or two that's tricky, but I was thinking more, the library has the big plaza, there's the plaza in front of the law enforcement center, um, so it might be good there. Is there, the one, um, the sculpture that's right across the street from here, Caddy Corner, or just, no, right across the street, mm -hmm. kind of in like a flower bed, uh -huh. is that temporary or is that? No, that's, that's actually a holdover. The artist just left it because um, he hasn't needed it yet. I'm sure he's getting back into, he does this nationally. I don't know if that's so that too could, big. That could that's possibly, space, but. It wouldn't fit the current 
concrete pad, I don't think, but it may be possible it wouldn't need to. I'd have to talk to Jacob and see if we can work that out. So that's a good point. Do you know when the boulder is leaving? Not for sure. Okay. Um, it, it will be this year, but we don't know for sure, and that's a mega project. I'll right. say. <laughs> that would be a cool, like, put something else there, you know. Yeah, that's less, you know, it's such a weird, Space. highly right. over-trafficked, <laughs> it's hard to see stuff in there unless it's pretty significant. So. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we couldn't move something um, closer to the edge or something, so. I'm thinking mostly of existing. We have a lot of existing locations that already have concrete mm -hmm. pads embedded, sure. so it just makes life easier. Okay, moving along. Okay. Sarah G. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, these are the coolest. So how does this work? So each brick is hand-impressioned by the artist. And then the proposal, as I remember, was to build like a walkway, um, either temporary or permanent. Oh, wow. And what I mean by permanent is with concrete, because we eventually probably want to take it out. Um, it's a little trickier. I love that they're not doing standard public mm -hmm. sculpture. Uh, we just have to find the right location mm -hmm. and figure out how it can be installed. Yeah, I was trying to skim for her. Very cool. Yeah, it's a really Beautiful. one of those very subtle, um, minimalist kind of things that you wouldn't even know necessarily unless you were actually the fingers right there Beautiful. on it. And the key to something like this is really figure out the appropriate location mm -hmm. um, where there's some sort of interaction, and you know, so that'll be key. And I'm not exactly sure of how many she has. <coughs> Mm -hmm. and how much, how big this would be. She may have put specs on there. I feel like something like that could be cool at the library, like on the lawn, if you could just like scrape out some sod mm -hmm. and then yeah. put like She's, a walkway down and mm -hmm. then just replace Each four it pounds, sod. but not a total. Not a fact, because kids could kind of interact Correct with it. Yeah. Okay, and then Stephen B. Right below. Oh, there he is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is one that I definitely want to talk to the artist because the one that he proposed, go to submission to. I think the one that you guys liked is this one. And the concern I have is that's quite a cantilever mm -hmm. and a 250-pound college student who may be inebriated, um, so I'll make sure he can handle it. So we'll have to have that conversation and see. Should we add that as an eligibility criterion that, that it has to be able to survive inebriated college students? We it in the criteria. It has to stand up to all sorts of things. But. That last one's really neat, too. Yeah, yeah I, those are really cool. Yeah. I, I do actually like the, that uh, third one as well. So, but uh, along with all of the recommendations, we did we did 
choose a piece if an individual had more than one. Um, I was more worried about the survivability of that piece. That is that concrete piece is really cool though. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what happens is they, you know, they often submit these to different competitions. So by the time we get to them, they may say, oh, I've already committed this to Dayton, Ohio. Mm -hmm. um, so at that point we might, since they are in, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and may say, well, do you have another piece available? And so we can you know, mm -hmm. see how that goes. Um, and then Mara S. These are sweet. I, apparently she has actually made these. I think Daniel told me that her website shows that she's done this. Yeah, I feel like if, if I were to talk tomorrow, I, I would recommend, recommend that, that they include pictures of, the, of their finished pieces along with uh, future uh, proposals because there are definitely examples of very similar, you know, in a similar style, this sort of uh, um, electrical tower kind of motif that they have created that are, are finished and look, you know, very, very w well constructed, um, which, which I, I was able to track down to kind of help, help us, mm -hmm. you know. It's just hard to determine in a sketch mm -hmm. what we're talking about. Yep. And I, I think they're great. Yeah, this one has the wheat. I think this is the one that you were, that was selected. So I, I want to reach out and just make sure I understand. <clears throat> and then um, Pat S. That's Slummer's Automotive. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That's cool. That's done a it's few. A great artist. I didn't really see his marks. That's cool. So this is one that I was sort of suggesting. You know, Ooh. I know Pat. I know it's incredibly well fabricated. I've written mm -hmm. solid. The challenge is he's inadvertently created a ladder. Yes, he has. <laughs> and so, again, if someone were to climb to the top of this, so I'm not, what are the dimensions again? I wanted to check. 12 wide. Six feet tall. Okay, I think we're probably okay because you can climb other things too. <laughs> I was more concerned about people putting their heads through. <laughs> <laughs> could we electrify it? <laughs> Believe me, I thought of that too. <laughs> this one is also like six feet. More. Yeah. The other one definitely has a little more rhythm to it. it. Yeah. I could totally see that in front of the burger stand, though. Mm. So I think we can stick to that. I think it's a nice piece, and it is nice to have a. a linear piece because mm -hmm. there's different opportunities for that. Mm -hmm. Merchants has a little space out front too. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. So that was where I was thinking as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so those are the top eight. And then I would say, um, while I have so much respect for the other artists, what they submitted, I don't think is agreed. I, I will say, um, as far as the top eight versus potentially having nine or 10 pieces that, 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 uh, that delineation between that top eight and, and the ones below really was just a product of us all kind of putting our scores together. And they're just, at, after those first eight, there was sort of an obvious gap. Um, so that that is, that's, you know, where that top eight came from. Because really when we submitted the, the ranking, it was just a, a ranking of all of them, um, uh, not really looking to necessarily 
suggest that, that eight be what we go with. Uh, I am curious, though. I, I definitely agree that um, in regards to Alicia's work, Porter, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. the survivability of that, um, it being an inflatable Jeez. sculpture, was definitely a big detractor as far as the, the points that were were allotted to to Alicia. But I think that if we were going to try and do a special arrangement with that being more of a traveling indoor piece that, that could show up and stay for a, a while at different indoor locations, that would definitely... Um, How, I'm sorry, how big is it? Uh, the, the piece that Alicia's? Seven feet tall. Yeah, I think the one that she has there is a model, a maquette, mm -hmm. just an experimental one, and the, the one she really wants to make is that one as much a little more substantial. The other challenge is sound, because we'll have a blower. But I don't think that's much more than like a loud, you know, it's a slightly loud fan. So if it's in a lobby or something, I don't think it would be. And I think on the, her proposal, it looked like she suggested public events. So I was just in my mind, I'm like, oh, freezing festival, that'd be so cool to have. Right. Mm -hmm. So if right. there's like a monitored yeah. situation. City right. community events. Yeah, right. I think that would be lovely. Yeah. And I like the idea of encouraging ephemeral art. Right. So, so it's not the traditional, it's planted here, it's here for three months kind of thing. But it's here, it travels, it um, has its own mobility. I think that's kind of fun. <laughs> so I, I completely concur with the scoring and why the scoring occurred that way from a traditional perspective. But when I saw it, and, and I, I have to confess, I have a soft spot for Alicia because she's done other ephemeral works too, and she was one of the first to really break the mold. She did paper cutouts mm -hmm. we put on the library garage. So from a professional development, I, I think what she's doing is what we want artists to do, mm -hmm. is to continue pushing their own boundaries and stuff. So I, I you know, just wanted to find a way, of, if just to bring the question is, is that something that we would consider? Well, don't we have the budget to do so? Mm -hmm. I mean, I like the concept of, of expanding, you know, to nine. <clears throat> I'm not so sure that I'm convinced on the intersection between sustainability and art with the number 10. That's fine. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm totally behind that as a concept. I just, that delivery didn't really resonate as much. But I, this would be really an interesting concept, especially to float it around. That's just a really cool idea. I like the concept. It said seven feet tall and how this no, one. Alicia's not that. Oh, yes. No, she's going back to Alicia. Her, right there. She's uh, saying eight to ten pounds, seven feet tall. So yeah, but seven feet tall would probably be about five to six feet mm -hmm. wide. Yeah. The, right, dodecahedron is, is uh, symmetrical to some degree. But you're yeah. gonna have like a standard. You're gonna have a podium underneath it, right? Well, she has to have some kind of structure to. Well, maybe not. I mean, the one that she did above, she has it blowing from below, but she's predicting that the blower would be from the side. You know, I mean, all the Christmas ornaments now, this is how they work, and they're not that loud, really. You yeah, yeah. right. You no, know, I was thinking <clears throat> about the practicality of putting it in, in indoor spaces. Right. Yeah. Because of it's large. Of, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you have to have a large space. Part of me thinks that maybe if we could give her feedback and then encourage her to maybe apply for it again next year, because there are some question marks on her drawing, and I feel like maybe it's just not totally there yet. 
completely. That's fair. But I, I think it's a great idea. Um, but just what does the blower sound like? I just feel, you know, like you have to use other people's electricity and, you know, I don't know, I mean, that part of it is very, very possible. Years ago when we did Christmas Story, we had an inflatable leg lamp. Oh, <laughs> we took her out awesome. <laughs> to, uh, to different businesses. And people would call us up and say, you know, can, we have the <laughs> can we have the lamp in our lobby? Cool. But it was a more linear thing. And even then, um, some of the businesses, once we got it, they were a little concerned about how much space it would take up. Sure. But it was the same kind of concept that you had to, had to plug it in. Uh, I love pushing the envelope with this mm -hmm. one. I just think throwing mm -hmm. a unique one in this mix this year would mm -hmm. be great because then I think it might inspire people next year to see it and mm -hmm. have some ideas to apply for the following year. So would it be possible to designate it to be used like at certain outdoor festivals like mm -hmm. at Busker Fest and, and Free State Fest, Free State Fest yeah. and maybe Juneteenth? Yeah. And, Smith. Is that, a, is that a practical? I mean, Parks and Rec would be the ones that would mm -hmm. have to move it around. As, as we've talked about before, we actually have, we have a, a great amount of freedom when it comes to how we, we we spend the funds that we allocate. And I think that we could we could definitely we could move forward with the outdoor sculpture exhibition with the top eight that we've previously discussed, and then we could keep this piece under special consideration and we, there, we have a little bit of extra money from the ODSC pool that we could we could look to talk with some folks who are, who are doing events and talk with Alicia and see if we can take that take that extra money and, and shift it over and do a, an indoor sculpture exhibition a, a, a special a special sort of um, thing to try and, as Marlo, as you, as you mentioned earlier, try and encourage this sort of innovation, um, but maybe develop it alongside some some uh, organizations and events that would, would play host to it. I think there might be a little bit more legwork that's involved um, that's a little bit a little bit new. So um, I'm curious if people people would, would want to see it as sort of a, 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 like a slight offshoot, um, since it will it will require additional planning and in collaboration. I also think that it would be great. I think we've talked about doing these traditionally. We've done it Final Friday in May. So we have like the outdoor sculpture tour. Mm -hmm. Having this part of that, like I think you just isolate it. Like, mm -hmm. oh, we're just putting a yeah. June events, yeah. but having it part of the thing, I think it would be great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, we're taking this tour. Here's a possibility of what could be in the future. This is what we're moving towards versus just having this thing show up. In June or July. Well, I agree. I mean, if we're funding it with those funds, I yeah. think it needs to be present. Mm -hmm. Part of the collection, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it, even though it's large when it's inflated, it's only, what, 10 pounds or something? Yeah, eight, eight to 10, 10 pounds, yes. So yeah. it could also be, I always like gorilla art. Me too. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, that. it honestly could show up for a few hours at an mm. event and then disappear and then reappear. You know, I think there's, and knowing yeah. Alicia, I think she'd be on board with that possibility. And so it wouldn't require a huge amount of installation. It just has to have enough space. And power. Exist. And mm -hmm. power. Yeah, you have to run a cord. <clears throat> and she may have some great ideas where it could go. Right. 
the obese pants. I, I certainly, I feel like it, it brings a, I mean, everybody does love the Outdoors Culture Exhibition, but it, I feel like people certainly have one set of expectations for it, and I feel like this is something that is going to drum up a little more enthusiasm. It's fun, um, it's, it's different. So I definitely do appreciate it in, in that way, it can sort of act as, as a, as an ambassador for the for the program, and um, people will people will. I was gonna say it'll make a little bit of buzz, uh, which it, it like will literally <laughs> probably make some noise. But it will actually, I feel like, be something. While people do talk about the sculptures and really appreciate them, I think this will be something which will be a little bit of an oddity, and I think that's always nice to get um, some conversations going. So, do we need any kind of motion to get her into this situation? I think what we're looking for today from, from this meeting is potentially um, an, a motion, an agreement on how many of these we want to move forward with. Potentially, it sounds like we, we like the, the original top eight plus, plus Alicia uh, as, as the ninth. Um, and so I think what we're looking for today is just a motion to uh, move forward with that recommendation. I will make that motion. Thank you, Tim. Second the Eight motion. Eight plus one. Eight plus one. Eight plus one. I'll second that motion. All right. Uh, I will go ahead and do a roll call vote, starting with Marlo. Approved. And then Mary. Approved. And then Dina. Approved. And then Marciana. Approved. And then Rebecca. Approved. And then Jill. Approved. And Tim. Approved. And myself. Uh, so we will uh, unanimously approve our recommendation that we move forward with the eight plus one. Um, outdoor sculpture exhibition plus moving outdoor slash indoor uh, extra piece from Alicia. Um, and uh, the staff will uh, review a recommendation and then congratulate folks as necessary. And I will leave in, we'll absolutely follow this. And in case of a situation where an artist may not have one piece available, we will um, still give priority to that artist and just select a different piece mm -hmm. as much as we can until and unless something else happens, then we come back to you all. So if they had multiple pieces available, let's say they didn't have the primary piece and they had multiple pieces, would you guys shoot us a note and say, well, what do you think of these choices? Or would you just choose? It's up to you guys. I'd be happy to do that. And maybe, you know, we still have the... Um, the list mm -hmm. so we could send the list back and say hey so-and-so didn't have the piece you all selected if you want to go back in and look the two other pieces are available yeah. and just give us a your second choice we could do that that way it's it's guided by you all happy yeah. to do that yeah and I, I will say that just you know for the record a lot of the pieces you know we have the top eight um you know the there's a lot of other pieces on there that are really fantastic artists who have previously been involved in the outdoor sculpture exhibition, artists who we currently have up uh, fr from the previous outdoor sculpture exhibition. So if it does end up in a situation where we need to move beyond that eight, like we have, we have a, uh, we're very fortunate to have uh, a lot of, of great, great options. And we have a good bench. Yeah. Um, the next item on our list is uh, item C in old business, which is Phoenix Awards. We already kind of touched on this a little bit. This item on the agenda simply says that Phoenix Awards are now accepting nominations. Uh, and I think that this is a good opportunity, as we discussed previously, to put out a little press release picture with a picture of Tony, really like advertising the fact that the awards are, are going to look, look fantastic. And so folks should be eagerly nominating. Yes, and um, I, I have the nomination instructions available. Um, if you know anyone who would like to um, 
have access to this, nominate someone that they know or themselves. Um, these are available on the website, and I can also um, email those out. I'm pretty sure I included that in, in one of the reminders. Uh, I think it was on Friday, but let me know if you would like to have access to this. Yeah. Great. I can uh, absolutely send that back out. And I will say from experience, you all are, and you all and anybody in your networks are really crucial to pushing it out. Nudge people, mm -hmm. and people are really excited about it, but it is a fair amount of work, and um, so it takes a little bit of time, and so really encouraging people. And I would say, you know, definitely who, who would we might not normally cross paths with that needs recognition, that deserves recognition? And thinking of diversity, but across the gamut, age, you know, um, media, all that kind of stuff. Who's out there that really needs some sort of recognition for what they're doing? So it's good to get those invitations out. I also wondered if we had any metrics on the outdoor sculpture exhibition, because I feel like oh, we got a good variety this time versus last time we just had a few. And I know I posted in Facebook groups, I know the social media graphics mm -hmm. were excellent from the city. So yeah. could we in Abby the future a put a thing on there to say, how did you find out about this? So we know oh, next year, great. like, yeah. hey, everyone from outdoor sculpture exhibition got an email, or they saw the graphic, or they got a Facebook group. It's a great idea. And I'm wondering with this too, like, could there be something, you know, how'd you find out about Phoenix Awards? Oh, was mm -hmm. someone personally asked me to apply? Or, you know, yeah. there's a, I saw it on social media, I saw a, a postcard, whatever, a flame, mm -hmm. those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And will this be in the flame, this, the application announcement? Yeah, we can absolutely do that. I can uh, talk to Maureen about it. Yeah, and actually we now have the print flame, which is trickier mm -hmm. because of scheduling, because of Print, it has to be printed and then folded and yada, yada, yada. But we have an online version. We um, So we, I think one, one way or the other, we'll get that out there. The digital mm -hmm. version of the flame will be more, it, it can be um, shared digitally, so you have a mm -hmm. better option with that. So let me check on that. Gosh, it seems like the Cultural Arts Commission needs its own Insta, right? Uh, do you we have one. So, yeah, we had some younger members a few, like a, before pandemic, and so we did start one. So I do have the login information, just hasn't been very active. That's Maybe fun. That. Yes, yeah. T.W. Smith, and yeah, we, we've definitely had some discussions around the potential for that, and I know that, that th from some of those discussions, it was something where there was debate as to whether or not we, yeah, we could have a social media account, which was a fit, like officially Run on. We're not official, so it was like yeah. a volunteer yeah. account from the uh, commission, but everybody had access to it, right. and so the younger folks did it, and so it was really, you know, it was active for a month or so, then it was the pandemic. So you all understand, if you do that, then guess what every other one <laughs> 40 boards and commissions would want? Their own Instagram account, and the problem is that we, could, we just can't sanctify that as a city, so we actually came up with a great solution where you have something that represents this, but it's not city-based, so it actually has a lot more freedom. Um, but like any social media, it has to be fed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the key. Yeah. Yep. So I can email that to you all, and you can send that out to the group. Sure. Because we have that login information. So yeah, that'd be fun. Still out there. Yeah. Be yeah, especially, yeah, any of you that are doing anything, it's a great opportunity to start promoting and yeah. um, getting stuff out, so that's cool. Um, this is Dina, just something that I noticed on this um, document that you have up here. It says the, uh, oh, this year's awardees will be recognized at a ceremony in November, but I think it's October. It is, it's October, you're correct. I can get that updated. 
Maybe it can just say the exact date. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it because I think it's, it's the October 15th. 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 Yep. And is a location chosen? It's going to be at the theater. Theater Lawrence. Cool. Yep. That will be so updated. I'll put that in there too, right? Mm -hmm. And since the deadline's not till end of May, I do wonder if we could do the print flame. That's the one I look at. I look at it before yep. I put it in the recycle bin. Same. Or I don't download it. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. I really do. I we, look at we, it. No, we definitely have a readership. I mean, yeah. it, mm -hmm. it's reduced with the online option, yeah. but I love hearing it. Every once in a while I get a call, it's like, hey, I really was interested in this article. Or the other call is, do you realize you misspelled? <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. We have one other item under old business, which is item D, which is funding discussion. And I'm going to let Porter or Abby take this because. Derek was going to um, try to be in two places at once tonight. Um, we have a community engagement um, uh, meeting for a park at the Carnegie uh, tonight, so he is um, over there. Uh, but Porter is very knowledgeable about this as well. So if I understand correctly, it's still the, it's ongoing of should it be TGT, should it be different, right? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. What are we talking about? My understanding is that this is just touching base once again on the ongoing discussion of, of where our, our, what our primary funding source is. And I know in the past there's been some discussion about, you know, should we be funded through TGT or should we be in the in the general fund? And based on my conversations with, with Derek, I assume he he wanted to discuss sort of the pros and cons of of, of those two options. But I mean, it, if Porter, if you're not prepared to to dive into that that mire right now, no, no, we, no I can I can uh, actually speak to it. I I think one I completely understand, and Marlo had some great you know context. It's amazing how life changes. Um, one of my favorite Maya Angelou quotes is, you did the best you could with what you knew at the time. Um, and time changes. <laughs> um, so who knew a pandemic was going to occur, um, which would wallop the one fund that we were recently inserted into, right? So that had happened just before that, a year or two before that. Now, though, that we are moving into unmistakable identity as part of Parks and Recreation, the entire TGT fund is now under unmistakable identity. So everything, including Explore Lawrence and others that are receiving funding from that, are coming out of that fund. Um, so, I'm sorry, the clarification. So is that fund all going to be administered by Parks and Rec? Correct. Correct. So everything in the TGT is now coming under unmistakable identity. So the prevailing logic is that this is all part of that. Um, there's always arguments in different directions. The only other fund that I think would really be applicable would be the general fund. Um, that's the property tax side of things. The challenge with that, and I've seen this in every municipal government I've worked in, is that when things get tight, things get cut. Um, more likely there. So my sense at this point is that what the Art Commission does, and knock on wood, we don't have any pandemics in the next 10, 20, 30, 50 years. Um, the TGT fund makes the most sense for what you guys are doing. That would be my personal sense at this point. Um, if you want to do something different, I think a letter was submitted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
but the commission took no action is what I understand. They wanted to revisit it, is yeah. the way that I understood it, okay. farther down. Yeah. So I think they were just worried about the current budget, or maybe, I forgot what the it's timing was. Yeah, Smith, to be clear, the letter recommended reassessing the funding. It also requested that we have uh, a, a staff person at a director level assigned to us. And I feel like, so we should acknowledge that, like, I feel like they did fulfill some of the requests. I sent them all emails. <laughs> Same thing. Yes. I guess my only question would be, you know, can you blend those sources a little bit? You know, because I, I get what you're saying about, you know, when times get tight, um, you know, you kind of like to have that little little steady pool that comes from the general fund and then have, because TGT almost feels like flex funding too, per the pandemic, right? And, and so it is, you know, it's directly related to the number of visits that we get and that can fluctuate with the economy even. And so I, I'm just asking a question because I don't know the answer. I mean, does that happen? Can you blend those sources or request them? I, and let me caveat myself. I'm not the finance director. Yeah, so I really I'm, can't I'm no clue. if that's something that's one typical and two even doable from an yeah. audit perspective. I have no idea. Right. Um, I can ask that question. My concern is also that the purpose of funding this commission is far different than TGT. TGT funds are supposed to promote visitors and service visitors and be part of the whole visitor industry where arts and culture is directed more to the citizens of Lawrence. Although I will say, in house, yeah, I mean you're right. Although I will say that the city does often use arts and culture in its promotional materials oh, to yeah. uh, attract, yeah. you know. And so I'm a big believer. It's like if you're going to use it to bring people here, you you kind of need to pony up. Well, see, that's what Parks and Rec is doing right now. They're taking all the numbers from all of us, even though we're independent organizations. They want all our numbers to. Um, as, as we all come together to, to uh, not duplicate services and enhance services and, and create things. So, you know, you can all also make the point that we ought to be funded by Parks and Rec because a lot of the people who participate in arts and culture do so as their leisure activity mm -hmm. rather than playing, basketball. playing golf or mm -hmm. pickleball or... Any of that, so I I can talk in umpteen different. Yeah, uh, I agree. I get that. Here. Yeah. And livability. I think anytime someone's recruiting someone to take a job here or start a business, they always come to the art center. Yep. And they're mm -hmm. like, "This is why you want your kids to be. This is where you're going to take your pottery class." And that's, hey, I moved here from Los Angeles, and I have these amenities in this small town. This is awesome. So I think we're residential, and then we're visitor. We wear both hats. So I think that mm -hmm. idea is intriguing. Mm -hmm. Could we do general fun? and TGT funds. Can we worry about that? Daniel B. Smith, yeah, I certainly, obviously, you know, arts and culture is something that, that does drive visitorship, but I do I do agree that we shouldn't then be, be punished if people like the arts and culture so much that they decide to stay, you know, long term. You know. <laughs> right, um, that's a good point. So, so 
I think I think it's worth what what I'm hearing is that we should maybe put out feelers and at least find out from people who understand finance, which is not me, um, about whether or not it would be possible to maybe do some sort of combination. It seems like it's gonna this isn't gonna be something we're gonna, gonna solve um, right now. But I think that is an interesting option. Um, I think that I think the TGT does make sense for us, but I also do think that arts and culture are are very uh, essential to what, what Lawrence is, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like the community arts grants are funded by general fund, and the TGT grants are under the TGT funds, because like we have mm-hmm. limited programs that, we're, you know, our, our budget for the year is very limited, so we're not talking high numbers, but 30,000, I'd rather have 70,000 every year for community arts grants, and those are serving primarily the residents. Those TGT events, those are the visitor events. Mm-hmm. Can we have both? programs going administrative volunteer. I will ask mm-hmm. I like that. Um, for direction and the letter is still then active so to speak mm-hmm. so we can bring that back up when budget you know starts coming into play I will remind you too and I'm looking into this um, you also have CIP uh, for the percent for art uh, resolution that's out there we haven't done the the last piece that we've done was it would be the one that we will integrate at the transit facility which actually went from eighty thousand dollars to two hundred thousand dollars because of the increase um, in that budget deal huh oh no as a percentage there's the other side is that happily it went up because we basically you know everything is higher cost so what's nice about that though is that it's going to be fully integrated with the facility yeah if you all remember yeah it's going to be cool yeah it's really nice um so anyway i'm looking at that because we're also talking about gateways and that type of thing so i really want to look at the cip and i think with what we're doing with the strategic plan, there is an argument to say, you know, obviously CIP tends to focus on, it is bricks and mortar. Um, we can't use it for programs and things, so it has to be to create something. Um, but by the same token, with what we're trying to do with unmistakable identity and stuff, we've never, you know, it, it's, the commission may set aside up to 2% for public art. So it's not like a, re, it's not an ordinance that's required, it's a resolution suggesting that possibility. In years past, some of you remember, <clears throat> we may have asked for a fair amount of money, but they only funded so much, and that's up. That's their discretion. Um, but in this case, there's a stronger argument to say, hey, if we are doing CIP funding and we're looking at gateway opportunities and things like that, something of interest there to really look at, should we be investing in our you know, um, aesthetic infrastructure as much as anything else? So that's that comes to play, too. How that plays out, I don't know yet, but food for thought. So that is something that you guys oversee as well. I would hope that in the future we could increase funding for programming, though, rather than gateways and... And that I want to really tease out in the comprehensive plan. Um, Those are the... If, if we're going to support arts organizations, that's where the money needs to be. Great. And I wonder if, you know, with our new, uh, so I forgot what your official title is, Director of Parks and Rec, if there's some opportunity for some reallocation of fundings or revisiting of our limited budget and how it might be increased in years future. 
Um, again, with the comprehensive plan, I would say, you know, that's a fair question. And the other thing is, how do we want to reorganize, expand program opportunities? Yeah. So, you know, is, is public art the way we want to go? Or is there some other thing? And I'm going to, what I'll do is put together, um, Americans for the Arts has that um, social impact calculator which is a little, it's really beautiful, but it's kind of heinous to go through it. So I've just downloaded all those PDFs. I'm gonna share that with everybody, because what's nice about it is it hits 28 different topic areas related to how the arts can be effective in these areas. Because traditionally we do think of sculpture, especially here, it's a great legacy program, but art is changing. Mm -hmm. I mean, any of yeah. us that are in the field know it's changing significantly. It's hard to even imagine what younger artists, you know, artists today are in their, teens what they may be doing in the future with digital technology my gosh quantum computing it's insane um, but we have to try to think that way and also think about Panasonic moving in and where are we on this sort of corridor going from you know KC Metro out here how might we affect you know if I'm a young artist interested in really bolstering my career I'm probably going to be drawn to the crossroads in Kansas City right but then if I decide I want to get married and have children, do I really want to live in that environment or might I want to be? So where do we fit in that sort of niche market? And what stake do we want to put in the ground going forward? You know, if we really are an arts and culture town, what does that look like? How do we attract young artists so that they do want to come here? Um, and now we have this fancy new airport. I know artists that actually commute from Kansas City to New York City a couple of times a year, three, 15, 15 times a year, whatever it takes. You can hop on a plane and you know, literally commute to the city. It's kind of incredible. So these are the, that's the kind of thinking I'm doing is like, again, what do we really want to be in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years? And how do we serve those young people coming up? So that's the kind of stuff I want to get into, which goes to what you're talking about too, because the Arts Center is talking about this. I'm sure Theodore Lawrence is talking about this. So those are the kinds of things. How do we work together? to um, manifest those things in the best way and fund them appropriately. And could there be, like, on the agenda, like some special topics every month where we could visit some of these ideas so they don't get lost in the shuffle of mirror yeah. review and all those? Looking ahead to the bigger picture, mm -hmm. like if we could have a little agenda item on that. Great idea. You're good. Absolutely. Yeah, and if you all, you know, I'm not as familiar with the theater realm, we don't really represent music in this particular group right now, but that's something else we're talking about is, you know, what sort of musical events or different kinds of events and things. So anything that you all stumble across, I was intrigued because my thought was when this happened, I do like Americans for the Arts as a rich resource of information. They've kind of put themselves on pause. I don't know if you knew that. They had a controversy. Yeah. And so the guy, that Bob Lynch, who's really a remarkable guy, but apparently he maybe did a hiccup in his last yep. <laughs> time. So they're literally regrouping and they're not doing a conference this year. They're taking the whole year off and really reevaluating where they are and everything else and coming back um, next year. Just, huh? just when the arts budgets were getting increased in Congress. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how they land because I have a feeling mm -hmm. they're going to do some changing. So that'll be very telling. So anyway, just something's in the air in this sense. Um, mm -hmm. Just interesting. So enough said so if you all have agenda items from some yeah. of your professional experience and stuff please let us know we'll add that in there mm -hmm. thank you for bringing up music that's something that i've been thinking a lot about you know how do we incorporate a little bit more of that into our work here because that's my thing so 
I went to that Music Cities conference, and mm -hmm. Steve from Parks and Rec went yeah. to that. Yeah, um, and Britt. And Britt from yeah. the Economic Development. So I think there was some momentum on that. Yeah. So it might be a good meeting topic. Yep, you know, to absolutely. Economic development. Yep. Some of those folks that went to that conference talk about some ideas. Yeah. Daniel B. Smith, we'll, we're going to have a special meeting to look over the scoring for community arts grants. Maybe that we'll have time in, in April to uh, to have that be our sort of a, a special special topic we can we can maybe try and get some some folks who will chat with us and do some do some discussion on that note since there was some lack of clarity with the agenda this month and i've seen that before i wonder if the agenda could come out a little bit earlier mm -hmm. and even be sent to us for ideas you know just say oh here's sure. the agenda let us know some feedback so if anything is unclear mm -hmm. there's like a week someone can say oh yeah i was confused i thought we were reviewing this today mm -hmm. and then there's we're all on the same page and we're coming and knowing what we're talking about what our jobs are what our homework is mm -hmm. before we come in wednesday nights absolutely i can do the friday i'm usually doing the friday before the wednesday i can do the friday a week give you a week plus that we yeah. Yeah. Even what we might do is, what we do with the city commission actually is put out a draft version yeah. first that yeah. isn't all tied up with links and stuff because mm -hmm. staff may not have everything ready to go. Yeah. But that way you have the highlights of what's happening mm -hmm. and that would be a good really reminder. Helpful. So you yeah. all would see that exclusively and that would lead to a finished agenda. Love it. Yep. Very helpful. I think another thing I will throw out too, just food for thought, as we move into this comprehensive plan, um, I want the community, you know, I hear a lot of, you know, we're really strong in arts and culture and things, and I, I want to benevolently challenge that a little bit of mm -hmm. what does that mean? Because I think people, I've said this before, I think people tend to take that sort of for granted. Totally. Mm -hmm. And most of us that are really in the trenches are really thinking harder about what does that mean, what do we need to do starting now for our younger audiences. You guys work in you know, early early childhood education in this area, and it's really important. Yeah. So how do we educate the broader community so we can have more sophisticated conversations as part of the comprehensive plan process? And I think artists know this stuff, it's just sometimes they need a little bit of nudging to think this way. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm an artist, what would I really, what would really be great for me? You know, it's always hard when you, you, you learn to survive um, and you're not necessarily thinking, well, if I had you know, this studio set up, I could do X, Y, or Z, but maybe that's the kind of thing we need to think about. The other area I'm very interested in is affordable housing for artists, because affordable housing is high topic for us right now, and there's amazing affordable housing opportunities for artist programs across the country. Mm -hmm. Art Place I worked with in Kansas City, and they are really, what they're great about is they'll, they make you do your own research, and if they think it's optimal, they'll come in and look at it, but they'll tell you you're not there yet. You know, they're really that um, uh, robust that they're like, it, it, you're just not ready. So we have to look at that kind of thing. But again, I think with Panasonic, I've always been intrigued by the east side of town um, because that, you know, K-10 is a real easy commute. So anyway. I do it every day. Lots of opportunities, yeah. And I think not just sending a survey out, but I love your idea of community engagement and doing, if we can do some programming that's reaching constituents that aren't going to be tuning in Wednesday night to a YouTube channel, but might be out there doing their things and what do they really need and what we may be able to offer from our institution in the city in general. And this is Dina Ahmad. So Porter, what's the timeline on the comprehensive plan, like just big picture? 
So the comprehensive plan will go to the city commission. The contract will go next when, uh, Tuesday. Um, so everything's built into that. Community engagement is a big part of that. <coughs> Keep in mind, it's not just arts and culture, it's parks and recreation. Um, but so all that will be out there. I think that we've allotted like a little over a year but I know Confluence is very interested in really trying to get the majority of the work done um, as soon as possible, meaning like probably the end of this year, um, to really have sort of the, the main work completed so that they can then process it through. That's barring any unforeseen challenges. But So that's the general thought. It's probably about a year's process. All right, great. Um, hearing no further discussion, that takes us to the end of old news and on to the miscellany category. The first item on here is item A, and that is updates uh, on the recommendations regarding boards and commissions committee, which is the actual name of the committee committee. Um, so uh, the committee committee, or the recommendations regarding boards and commissions committee has been uh, has still been meeting. Uh, we have a, a meeting um, near the end of this month. Um, and we've been going through looking at all the boards and committees the city has, technically not all of them, all uh, the 22 which can potentially be changed. There's a, a variety which cannot be changed because they're legally required or they're joint boards um, convened by the city and the county, sort of like the health board at the health department where I work, stuff like that. Um, but so we're looking at those 22 and trying to come up with ways that we can maybe streamline things or improve things. So far, we've mostly recommended more work for the city, which wasn't actually necessarily the original idea of trying to make things simpler. Um, but a lot of what we've talked about has been um, trying to standardize practices around boards and committees, uh, make sure that there's more like standard operating procedures so that when people are coming onto boards or committees, they're kind of aware of what the expectation is, more training, more onboarding, a lot more recruitment is something that we are been talking a lot about. But at the next meeting will be the first time when we really sit down and look at that list of 22 that we've discussed and sort of categorized and start to make some, come up with some hairball, hair, hairbrain, hairbrain schemes of uh, how these things might be, be um, sort of moved around a little bit. For us, Cultural Arts Commission, we are in the unmistakable identity section, um, which is actually a pretty, pretty small uh, area, it's us, and then the Parks and Recreation Advisory Board, and then the TGT Advisory Board. Um, so those are the only three bodies which fall primarily under unmistakable identity. Um, and so as far as overlap with other boards, I mean, that's really where we're, we're, we're kind of looking as far as who might, how we might um, come up with new new strategies for divvying up that work. The TGT Advisory Board, and obviously we've talked about TGT funding quite a bit, um, is different than the Parks and Recreation Advisory Board and the Cultural Arts Commission who really meet all the time throughout the year and that it, it kind of meets annually to decide some things, uh, which makes it a little bit different. So um, if you want to, you can tune into our next meeting where we'll be discussing some ideas on how we might might move stuff around. Um, I'm, if you have any, any questions or, or cons concerns or anything, you can, you can always ask me. But so far, it's been a lot of us trying to really get to a point where we understand the totality of the, the boards and co committees that we're looking at, because each of us only serves on one or two of those bodies. And some of them are a little bit obs obscure for, for most people. Um, so that's what's going on. I don't know if anybody has any questions about it. 
maybe that maybe that all sounded really un uninteresting. It's it's been it's been actually been a lot of fun though. So, but uh, I, I haven't heard anybody recommend that the Cultural Arts Commission <laughs> go away or 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 be subsumed by, by anything else. I think we we have a pretty a pretty clear charge and what we're supposed to do, and nobody else is is anywhere near uh, near doing that. So. That is my update on, on that. It uh, doesn't seem like anybody has too many questions. It is getting a little bit late. The next item in miscellany is be sharing of community events. Um, if you've attended something or you're going to attend something or there's a project happening that people should know about, this is the time. I've talked a lot, so if anybody else wants to, wants to say a few words. Um, you can see a really great band on Sunday, the Lemon Twigs. I saw them in Arkansas, and they're coming to the bottle bit. Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. If, if for live music, it's going to be a good night. The Lemon Twigs? The Lemon Twigs. They're fantastic. That's a really cute name. <laughs> well, invite all of you to my retirement party. Oh, that's very nice of you, Mary. Saturday the 25th at the theater. What time? Uh, bar opens at 7. <laughs> program at 7.30. And then uh, food and reception afterwards. You said a seven? Yes. Okay. You guys just announced your new season. Yep. Very exciting. We did. 14 years in the making. Two of those shows I have literally been applying for for 14 years. Was Fiddler one of them? Yep, Fiddler and Christmas Story. Yeah. Mm. Now you bring back the land. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're doing the musical version this time. The last so time exciting. We did it. So just a straight version. And next Tuesday, there will be a um, recognition by the city commission for somebody at this table. Um, unfortunately, I will be out of town, but if anybody can come, um, it's, I think it's going to be very sweet. What day? Next Tuesday at the city commission meeting, there is a recognition for Mary Doveton. author of that is sitting at this table not fully <laughs> there's a, some audio guy that you know that also helped who has a, a communications background who I really appreciate mm, who could that be he's been, he's been terrific <laughs> no it was an honor and something I was really like as soon as I heard it's like we need to make this happen so. that's awesome and you can join virtually too just a nice celebration publicly for Mary yeah you're welcome the arts auction, art center auction, yeah. is before our next meeting. So that's what April eighth. April eighth. This is huge. Oh, it's early. I just got my tickets. Yeah. Yes. yeah. A little early, but yeah, it's packed with art, incredible opportunities, not just high price tags, but also prints that are Yay. and mm -hmm. something for everybody. And it's just a lovely event to attend if you've never been to the art auction. It's fun. It's a blast. It's, it's fun. So much it's fun. fun. Yeah. It's a. It's absolutely a blast. Did they get an auctioneer? The same as like last it's year? It's a different auction year, but don't put me on it because I don't, I have not. Been That's a hoot. Just, yeah, listening to the auctioneers. Yes, it's an art. Yeah. I'm going to be out of town this time around, uh -oh. so I'm going to miss it, but yeah. You can give me your checkbook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, buy you, I'll buy you something. <laughs> can I apply for a grant? <laughs> All right, great. That is exciting. I will I will try and be there to applaud Mary's uh, recognition of the city commission. And embarrassing. Uh, and unless anybody has any other uh, anything else to uh, to share, we can uh, potentially get a motion to adjourn. So moved. Yep. Second. <laughs>
All right, I hear a, a movement in a second. All in favor, uh, go home and, <laughs> and have, a, have a good evening. Thanks, Marciana and Rebecca. Yeah, thanks for joining us on, on Zoom. Thanks to city staff, yeah, as always. Thank uh, you. Bye. Abby, Porter, Kurt, <laughs> everybody. It's always nice seeing you.